I think that we should get intentional about this conversation. I feel like that's a really great idea. I, I want, <laughs> that's all I got. <laughs> I, want, I want to get intentional about it being intentional. I'm being intentionally brief. All right. I like it. <laughs> Hi, and welcome to The Improvement Project, a podcast about being a better human through good habits, challenging yourself, learning from a wide range of experts, and celebrating all of the little wins along the way. I'm Dr. Peggy Malone, a healthcare provider and human being, trying my best to be better and encouraging others to do the same. I'm in London, Ontario, Canada, and with me is my disciplined accountability partner, Jenny. That's me, Jenny Kaus, a marketing professional from St. Thomas, Ontario. I'm a small town gal and a big believer in the power of habits. We know from research and from our year of monthly habit challenges, how our daily choices impact and ultimately create our lives. So we're getting intentional about our habits and we hope to inspire you to become more disciplined, maybe more consistent, happier, healthier, more productive, and just all around your own best self. On today's episode, we are going to explore the concept of intentionality to add some purpose to our lives and explore what this concept means to each of us. What exactly do we mean when we say intentional living? In Umi Likey, I am into reusable vegetable bags and Jenny is liking very basic alarm clocks. My win is related to being proactive about my health and Jenny's learn is about her bad habits around electronics slipping back in. But first, we're going to talk about getting intentional. Yeah, so let's talk about what exactly this means, because I don't know about you, but I've been hearing it a lot. I'm thinking it's a bit of a buzzword these days, but I think that we should break down what this really means. So most things that I find indicate that it is leading a lifestyle according to your values and beliefs. We've talked about Joshua Becker before. He's one of the I would say one of the main minimalism peeps, we'll say. And he says that the steps towards being intentional are realizing that your life is about choices, um, that your attitudes and decisions don't have to be determined by your past, but they can be chosen. And then he also says, we're surrounded by a culture. We can determine its direction and see if we want the same or not. And then know who we are and what we want. So what do you want to do? What do you want to communicate? What do you want to contribute? And give that time to your passions. So that's what he kind of says about getting intentional. But let's really break it down because it can really refer to a group of people, um, an individual, anybody who's living according to a set of beliefs. And do you know what I came across, which I didn't even think about this, was modern day communes. Um, or like a group that has a strong focus on ecology, maybe frugal living, something like that. Had you thought about that? No, I hadn't thought about those things. I was thinking it more on the micro scale about how it applies to my little microcosm of life. So it's cool though, that you can apply it on the bigger scales as well. Um, so today's the day we announce our commune (laughs) now selling spots. Amazing. (laughs) Um, I found this really great article and the way that she speaks in the article, her voice is great. I feel like probably it resonated with me. So hopefully it'll resonate with you, Jenny, and hopefully with some of our listeners. Um, It's an intro to intentional living by Jennifer and her website is simplyfiercely.com. I'll put a link to this uh, in the show notes. I just want to read with her voice um, the beginning of this article because it kind of gives you a sense of what is this whole intentional living thing. So here's, here's what she says. 
It seems like everybody is talking about intentional living lately, but what does it really mean and why does it matter? I'm so glad you asked. I'm pretty passionate about intentional living ever since I discovered it for myself a few years ago and it changed my life. Here's the short story. I spent most of my 20s, like most women, busy living my life, going to school, building career, paying off a mortgage. I was tired and overwhelmed, but I thought it was normal. It was just part of being an adult, right? Or so I told myself. Deep down, something inside me was screaming, this isn't right. But I didn't have the time or the energy to listen. I was too worried about keeping my head above water. Life was go, 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 and it felt like I was always chasing something. Everything from new shoes to a new house. I had my eyes on the prize, but I never stopped to ask myself, is it worth chasing? Did I need to own a house? Did I like being married? What did I want to do with my life? I had no idea. I wasn't asking these questions. I was focused on just getting through the week. How could I get through another boring day at the office? Did I have enough in the bank to pay the mortgage? When would I get caught up on my sleep? I daydreamed about being somewhere else. Hello, palm trees and cocktails. But I never really thought about doing something else, at least not very often. It made me feel too uncomfortable, which in retrospect was a sign that I needed to take a deeper look. But I didn't. Instead, it was easier to make life decisions based on what I saw around me, what everyone else was doing, and to let the momentum of these choices drag me through life. Days rolled into weeks, weeks rolled into years, blah, 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 until I discovered intentional living. So here's what you need to know. Lovely little intro, isn't it, Jenny? I, I really mm. like her voice. I really do too. And it really reminds me of um, the minimalists as well. And it's it's making me realize how I think minimalism and um, this whole thing around intentions are very, very similar and closely related. Well, this girl, Jennifer from Simply Fiercely, she talks a lot about minimalism on her website. So yeah, um, so she... Because it's so much more than about your stuff. Of course, yes. It's, a, it's about living beyond your stuff. Like the people who I think really have a firm grasp on minimalism realize that it's just a way to getting to your life underneath, right? I agree. All right, so here's what she has to say about intentional living. First things first, it is about examining your why. Intentional living is asking yourself why you do things and then being happy with the answers. So here are just a few questions to consider. Why are your friends your friends? Why did you buy, insert your last purchase? Why did you choose your career or your job? Why are you with your partner? Why are you working late? Now, how do your answers make you feel? Do they make sense or are they confusing or conflicting? Did you struggle to answer some of these questions? Living with intention means closely examining the answers. And if you're not happy with what you see, re-examining your choices. Those questions are phenomenal. I know, those are good. Wow. They're like, just even hearing you say those, like, those are big conversations that I think we all owe it to ourselves to explore. Well, it's just, it's 100% perspective shifting because it really does make you go, oh, like I never thought about that before. Yeah. (laughs) Because we're just rolling along, doing what we do, looking around. That's what I do next. Check off the box. Let's keep her going. Yeah. And I will say this is a bit of a tangent, but I know for me, there's a couple what I will call intentional choices that have been counter cultural that I have made in my adult life that I've made for the reasons that were important to me. And when you do something against the culture, mm-hmm. it is so interesting to see how uncomfortable it is and how much more comfortable it is, is if you just do what everyone else is doing and you just kind of go along with it rather than really getting intentional about thinking about what is it you want? Yeah. 
What is it that actually is what you want to do? And you're not just doing it because other people are, because there's expectations from family, all of those things. It's really interesting. Yeah. Anyhow, so she goes on to say, it's not about having everything figured out. Intentional living doesn't mean you have to have your whole life figured out, but it does mean having a purpose behind your actions. So know that you can choose to be intentional about your direction without knowing your final destination. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. All right, everything starts with your core values. You know the whole direction destination thing you just read or that you just heard us say? Your core values are how you choose your direction. You don't need to have your whole life figured out, but you do need to know what matters most to you. If you have no idea what your core values are, start by thinking of moments when you felt proud or happy and dig around. Generally, we feel good when we are living and acting in line with our values and we feel bad when we violate our values. Or if you're still confused about your values, then this will help. When you know your core values, you can make sure the life you're living on the outside matches what your heart is saying on the inside. Wow. This is really good. I know. I really like it. And I'm glad I found this article and I'm glad we can share it. She's awesome. Shout out. You're amazing, lady. (laughs) So, and then she says, so next, the step is accept responsibility. A huge part of intentional living is accepting that you have the power to make choices. Sometimes people aren't ready to make the hard choices. Staying stuck is easier, at least in the short term. So it's easy to say things like, life isn't supposed to be fun. This is just the way things are. I'm adulting. This is what being a grown-up is supposed to mean. And these are kind of all of those one-liners that are excuses to live an ordinary life, she says. And it's difficult to acknowledge that there's other options, really awesome options, actually. But it means doing hard work facing criticism, and making tough choices. That goes along with what you were just saying about countercultural decisions and Mm -hmm. choices. Absolutely. All right, next, here's what you do. Make small, repeated decisions. Intentional living is about making the decision every day to live the life you want most. It's asking yourself every day, what can I do today that will point me in the direction of my dreams? Very cool. Do you know what this is making me think of? What? Is how we both had non-traditional weddings. Oh, yeah, totally. Made and decisions made for very intentional reasons. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? I like it. Countercultural. Love it. Also, both kept our last names instead of changing them. Oh, maybe also countercultural. It's less countercultural now than it was, but yeah, cool. It's a lot more laziness for me. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, she goes on to say, know that there is no right or wrong answer. So intentional living doesn't have, does not have a moral compass and that she credits to the finance girl. Intentional living is about being honest and doing what feels right to you. There's no right or wrong answer as long as you're being true to yourself. I think that's very well said. Definitely. All right. And here's how she finishes up. Intentional living is a continuous process. There is no finish line. Living with intention means being in constant communication with yourself deciding what's working and what's not, and making small adjustments every day. It's hard work, but it's the best kind, creating a life you truly love. This also reminds me of our sign-off for our podcast. We're working hard every day and making decisions to try and improve ourselves, I think, and this plays along with that. Absolutely. And we're doing it, I think, in a way that's intentional, or at least we're making our best attempts to. Well, have have we not mentioned yet that... 
this is your word of the year? Um, I think it was coming up in our script, but definitely okay. it's my word of the year. What do you mean script? We just say all of this off the top of our minds. <laughs> We're lady geniuses. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know, like when you really think about this, like, I mean, she has some great perspectives, but when you think about it, what does it mean to you? So intentional living to me means leading a life that is proactive rather than reactive. So mm -hmm. if you just sit, sit back and let it happen to you, your role in the whole thing is about taking what happens and then deciding how to react, or maybe not even deciding how to react, just putting out fires as you react. So by intentionally making some plans and goals and moving toward them, I feel like I have more of a say in the process. I'm mm -hmm. creating the life that I want to live and spending time with the people and on the work and on the projects that are important to me. So this is here, here it is in our script, Jenny, my word of the year for 2019 is intentional. So I've always made goals. And I've done my best to work toward completing them. But I really wanted to get clear on what it was that I want for John and I in this life. And that's why I chose this word for 2019. I really wanted to really clarify, are we living this life that we want to live? And can it be even more awesome than it already is? So I feel like I've made good progress in terms of living intentionally, as I've come back to that word as a guidepost this year. But I definitely want to continue to make it a big part of my goals and plans for 2020. So mm -hmm. as I am going to say a little flippantly, I'm getting extra intentional about getting intentional. That hurt my brain. <laughs> How about you, Jenny? What does it mean to you? Um, so I would say for me, I, I think it's kind of similar, but I say my, when I'm thinking about it, I call it living by design, not by default. So what I mean by this is it's not just what's happening around you, what you see others doing, um, or what comes from just doing nothing, because if you don't make choices, choices will be made for you. Right. Um, but really think about how you want your life to be and then acting on that vision and taking those steps. So I think it's a really big step to live life on your own terms rather than doing simply what everybody else is doing. It can be very uncomfortable to be different in a world where fitting in can be so important, especially now when we display so much of our lives online. And I mean, we're humans. We all have that desire for belonging that is deeply wired into us. Yeah, it's in our DNA for sure. Yeah. And I mean, and part of being a part of a culture, a community, a family is belonging. And I think emulating behavior is one of those ways that we do that. Sure. And so if you do something that is countercultural, that can be pretty isolating. So I, I think a lot about people maybe um, who are raised in a faith and then decide to go in a different direction, they would really experience this feeling of um, getting separated from that. So maybe there's something pretty cool in one way about how we can connect in different ways in 2019, including by yeah. listening to each other on podcasts or finding groups online so that you're not just belonging within your smaller tribe. Hundo P. As the kids say. So, and I think for me, a big part of intentionality, um, I became more aware of it through intentional living slash minimalism because Minimalism on the surface seems like it's about having a very stark space mm -hmm. and people think that it's an aesthetic choice, but it's about getting your stuff out of the way so you can really live your life. Mm -hmm. And 
really discovering what matters underneath that consumerism, that uh, being bogged down by your stuff, having your stuff own you. So that's kind of how it came aside from or came across to me. Um, and for me, a big part of this is the those lists of goals that we've been doing. Okay, so we started in 2018 making these lists of goals. Um, and so that's okay. So 2018, 2019, and now we're working on 2020. Does that seem weird to you or kind of wild that we've been now doing this for three years? It does seem wild. It doesn't seem like more than six or eight months ago that we sat down in that coffee shop and went over our 2018 goals. I know. It's mind-blowing. Yeah. But I think, uh, for me, these lists really help you take a bird's-eye look at your own life and think about how you want your life to look a year from now. Put it down on paper. I think it's so powerful. And then I love the way we revisit it. Um, there's that saying, right? If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. I think that that's so accurate. And I mean, you can work your plan, you can change your plan, get it more connected to the way you want it to be. But I think it's powerful. And I think, you know, it doesn't even have to be a year out. You can look a couple years out and it's not, you know, I, I don't think it has to end up exactly the way you think it does. But if you really get clear on how you want your life to be, and why it all just takes taking little steps about what do you do to get to that? It's pretty powerful. It is powerful. And right now I think is a really great time to be thinking about this because we're at the end of November, which means we have essentially four and a half weeks until the end of the year. So now's the time you and I are going to start talking about this more as we come into December, our plans for 2020, our goals, as we're like making those lists, as we're thinking about what we want to accomplish in 2020. And, uh, I hope that inspires our listeners to get after that as well. Yeah, for sure. All right, Jenny, if there was something that you would want to get more intentional about, what would it be? Um, if I wanted to get more intentional about something, well, I like how you say, I want to get more intentional about getting intentional. (laughs) Makes my brain hurt. Do you know, actually, you know what I would want to get more intentional about? Okay. Is downtime. Yeah. Now that checks out for you. Yeah. So my word was recreation. Yeah. And that, that was great. I feel like I recreated this year. I did it. But you know what I realized? I think as much as like recreation was great, I think I need the downtime. That's what I actually needed. I think I kind of got those two things because I was looking for ways to kind of restore myself, but I think I actually just straight up need a vacation. So you, you recreated by just putting more stuff on the list of to do. Yeah, I kind of did. Yeah, I kind of did. And it was fun. We really enjoyed it. It felt great to, to get outside and do more of that kind of stuff. But I need to take some more time off, like more than two days at a time. Yeah. Yeah. Brutal. Um, take a week off in 2020, will you? I'm gonna. Okay, I'm gonna, good. It's gonna happen. I'm committing to it. Because it didn't happen intentionally. <laughs> oh, so it kind of, kind of just happened by default, didn't it? It did because I didn't plan for it. So I would end up randomly taking days off and we would, as a family, (laughs) say that we were going to have a chill day at home. But then by about two o'clock, we'd all be super bored and end up leaving to go do something. But then we don't have much day to really enjoy it. Um, So we need to get better about planning some actual downtime um, because I was not great at it this year. And also in my 
in my defense, with a little person in my house, a lot of my vacation time is spent on maybe a sick day for him, a going on field trips, things sure. like, you know, appointments, things like that. It's just a lot of it is just a, a, where I'm at in our Sure. In this season of your life. Yeah. Absolutely. But that said, we could do a much better job at, uh, we both have great time off. Like we have enough time to do this. There's no reason that we can't a couple times a year take a week off. I agree. So, yeah. Anywho, enough about me. (laughs) How about you? Well, the one thing that I am good at is my downtime. I think. You are. You are good at both the recreation and just straight up chilling. Yeah. And I do that on purpose for real. I'm very intentional about it. So the thing, and it brings us a lot of joy, the way that we have our life figured out. I love that. And I will continue to intentionally plan those things as we move forward. But the thing I want to work on, especially coming into 2020 is getting more intentional about um, my online presence and community. A bit of a piece of this is the consistency of this podcast. But a big goal for John and I in the next five years, speaking of counterculture, is that we want to create a life that is more flexible. And I envision that I will at that point have created work for myself that is location and time independent. So I think it would be super cool to be able to live anywhere in the world and be able to continue to serve my community and earn a living with only access to the internet. And I know that this is possible and I know other humans have accomplished accomplished this. And um, so I'm intentionally moving in that direction because I just think that is the coolest thing. And I don't want to do it full time, but I want to be able to do it some months of the year if I want to. And Mm -hmm. then also be able to work with my patients at other times in the year. So this is what I'm focusing on in 2020 is intentionally moving in that direction. And I've said it out loud here. So hopefully that's helpful in terms of creating some momentum as I move in that direction, because it very much so is counterculture. It's very much outside of the norm for most people, but I do feel like it's possible and um, I'm going to make some intentional choices moving in that direction. Very cool. All right. Love it. All right. Well, now it's time for a segment formerly known as a, Hey, what are you digging lately? And now we're calling it. Ooh, me likey. I think that we can just start calling it just Umi likey. I feel like the transition might be complete. Okay. Do you think? think? I think you're right. Maybe. Let me start again. It goes like this. Now it's time for a segment we call, Ooh, Me Likey. Peggy and I like to talk to each other about what podcasts we've been listening to, books we've been reading, random internet hilarity we've found, and we feel like maybe you'll find it fun too. So each week, each of us will share something that we are loving, that we find useful or practical, or just something that is pure frivolity and fun. So this week, for me, I want to pass on that my friend and neighbor, Erica sews reusable cotton bags that are a replacement for those plastic vegetable bags that you use to put your veg in when you go shopping. And I got some from her last week and they're awesome. And I love this idea because it allows you to use less plastic and be more eco-conscious. And I also love the idea of supporting my friend's side hustle as well. So every time I'm in the grocery store and I would go to grab one of those plastic bags, it just makes me feel ill because it's just going straight in the garbage. And it's just not a good use of something that's so temporary and so forever in a landfill. So if you if this resonates with you at all, um, the way that you can grab these from my friend is if you go to her Instagram account, it's at Ricky Mama, which is R-I-K-K-I-M-A-M-M-A. And um, 
message her through her Instagram account and she makes these beautiful um, cotton reusable vegetable bags. I'll put a, a picture of them in the show notes so you can check them out. Cool. That's awesome. I have a little set of those type of bags and I find them so useful. Mm-hmm. I love it even at the farmer's market when they have things out in plastic containers and you can take the produce and dump it out into your bag. And give them back the plastic. Oh, and they're happy. Yeah. You're happy because you come home and you have no extra stuff other than the food that you brought home. Oh, I love it. Even, oh my gosh, going to Bulk Barn and bringing your own containers, there's no greater joy. Oh, I did that recently for the first time on your recommendation. It was awesome. Isn't it satisfying? Definitely. Oh, man. Okay, so I have a weird one this week. Tell me. So I got a new alarm clock. I ordered it online, and it is the most super basic alarm clock. All it does is tell you what time it is, and it has an alarm. That's it. So you just set it, and you can't even tell exactly what time your alarm is set for. It's pretty vague. Um, but you can get it, I would say within 10 minutes and there's no snooze button. It just runs on a double A battery. This is a no excuses alarm clock and it's helping me get up when I plan to. And it's kind of cute. Um, and I'll, uh, I'll just say that in the next segment, we'll talk about why I ended up with this alarm because it's going okay. learn for the week. Okay. So that's well- my that's my segue. All right. Well, let's move right into it. Uh, you win or you learn is our next segment. Each week, Jenny and I will trade off during this segment to let you know where we did something right and there is cause to celebrate or where something perhaps went off the rails and allowed for a learning opportunity. These can be related to our journey as we take on new habits or they may just be celebrations and bumps in the road in our everyday lives. And you're up for the win. I am. So uh, here's my win. John and I switched doctors a couple of years ago. Uh, and other than meeting him once for our initial meet and greet, we have never been there. Oh, <laughs> so the good news is that we haven't needed to be there because we haven't had any issues. And that's fantastic. But yeah. I really feel like it's important for us to be more proactive about our health. And so today, after a bunch of resistance for months, I called and made appointments for both of us for checkups. So look at you. So yes, big win, big win. You have been doing all the things. That's right. I'm impressed. Okay, so I mentioned that the new uh, basic alarm clock is my learn, uh, is related to my learn. So my old alarm clock that was very similar to this one uh, stopped working. And because it stopped working, I started using my phone Uh as my alarm clock. Uh-oh. Yeah, you see where this is going. Um, So this led to a whole backslide into really horrible, horrible phone habits, including spending the most 30, probably the first 30 to 40 minutes of my day in my bed, scrolling on my phone, checking email, just wasting my time. So... I ended up also dropping my meditation habit and just in exchange for it, just wasting time, just sitting there scrolling. So it was really having a negative impact on how my mornings were going and it was really making it centered around my phone. I couldn't believe how everything I do in the morning became about my phone and I was really not enjoying the impact it was having on my life. So I'm, I'm working to get out of this learn, but 
that's what I have to fess up to is I, I fell back into this bad habit. All right. Well, that's a good solution is the new alarm clock. That's great. You know what? I'm about, I would say five days into using it, we'll say. Mm -hmm. And of those five days, four of the mornings, I have got out of bed when the alarm went off, got up, went into the living room and meditated. Amazing. That's great. So it's, it's funny how something so low tech can be the solution. Yeah. Awesome. Well, and that's, you know, that's really great. It was a year ago now that we started our, um, uh, digital detox and we talked about that. So that's something definitely that we need to revisit in 2020 is talking about digital detox and how important it is to get away from that slippery slope that that phone can slide you right into a whole bunch of wasted time. I got very toxed. (laughs) All right. Well, good for you for pulling yourself out of it, Jenny. Thank you. All right. And that's it for this episode of the Improvement Project. Let us know what intentionality means to you and what you would like to get more intentional about. Get in touch. Our email address is theimprovementproject at drpeggymalone.com. Jenny is on Twitter at jcouse, and I'm on Instagram at drpeggymalone. You can always get our attention by using the hashtag theimprovementproject. You'll find all of the resources and links that we mentioned during today's show in the show notes at drpeggymalone.com forward slash podcast. And if you like the show, and we hope you do, please be sure to tell a friend and share it with them. It's the most common way that new listeners find our show. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcast so that you never miss a show. And we have a Facebook group, so search for The Improvement Project on Facebook to join in on the conversation. Now, go get to work on improving the most important project that you have. That's you. Thanks for listening. Until next time, stay focused and get after it. Speaking of digital detox, I kind of have one happening accidentally. How so? Um, I've been... I've been really working hard on sanding the legs of the table. I really want to get it across the finish line and get this project done. Yep. So I've been doing, I'm now at the point where I'm doing a lot of hand sanding. Okay. So just manual. Yeah. Um, yeah. I sanded too much. Oh, my thumbprint doesn't work on my phone anymore. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I feel a little embarrassed and also kind of hardcore.